Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sans Pants Radio, my bones hurt. In the summer of 2019, Joel Zammett turned to me and said, what can we do for this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival that isn't just a live podcast like we always do? And I turned to him and I said, what if I did a quiz show that heavily featured my belly and hucked a loogie at everything that is good and decent? And from that conversation, Big Deal was born. And we did it at that year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival and no one called the cops. And so, we're doing it again. That's right, you have another chance to see the greatest show on earth, Big Deal, at this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Head to sanspantsradio.com forward slash live right this fucking instant to grab yourself some tickets and make sure you're there to witness what I'm sure critics will call a sin. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Zombie Plagued Chult. Previously, how much money do you have? Oh, oh, you know, I only have nineteen gold. I'll, I'll give, I'll give anyone Fuck. the money. Where's all the loot that you? Guys uh, I have, I have it. All of them bearing sales from uh, different local principalities and factions within Candle. There's quite a lot of them here, and hands you a wrapped series of correspondence. Oh, thank you. It is from um, mom, not my mom, but you know, my mom. It's from Sister Sayas and Farot the Were-Tiger. <laughs> He's gotten recently into a spot of bother because he crossed one of the merchant princes. He's a good man, though, and does not deserve to die for such a silly crime. What did he do? He bought a black market fruit. I need someone to escort me there, get me there safe, yeah? Well, we can do that for sure. Do you think that'll work? He shakes his head. I do not know. He will ask for something if he gives me clemency, yeah? He will ask for something in exchange. He falls into the dye works below and is destroyed by the machinery down there. The blue ink runs red. That's a nice color, actually. You see a column, a marching column of maybe 20 Zentarum mercenaries. When you spot them, immediately Omala gets you guys to duck into the bathhouse. Tiffany, you're hiding in the baths from the passing town guard. You can hear them stalking past you. Fuck, are they coming to me, Adam? Uh, they're heading towards the dye works, yeah. We can't think about that right now, so after they've passed, we say nothing and we keep on our way. You move past the, uh, the, the castle here. 
the little fort that's meant for protection of the harbour ward, mm-hmm. and you slowly skirt around the docks. Highs or lows? Highs. Eventually, you make it to Golden Throne without any issue. You're standing at the steps. Good work, team. Amala yeah. gives you all a hug, and then you enter through the golden doors. Wonderful. I put, I take the hat off of Amala and put it on me. Okay. Just for safekeeping. Sure, sure, sure. What do your horns do? Oh, they curl around, don't they? Yeah, I got, I got unique horns. I think. I <laughs> just got like Hellboy straight. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, imagine if I ruined your hat. While you're skirting around the wall that surrounds Golden Throne, you at one point have to head through the Grand Sulk. It's the largest market of Port Nianzaru. There are three main markets. The Grand Sulk, the Red Bazaar, and the Jewel Market. The Grand Sulk is by far the largest and the nicest of all the markets. While you're walking through here, you see a great deal of Cantonese people. Soldiers off duty, sailors also presumably off duty, are some just citizens, and also you see members of the Sharpshot Companion Company. They're marked by uh, an arrow hitting a target as their sigil, and they're very, very specific-looking leather armor. They look like they're here for work, maybe as guards also, like how the Centaurum get hired for guards. Hmm, I sort of... They don't bother you, though. No, no, I, I try and sort of hide my face as best as possible, you know, in addition to all the other hiding bits that I'm hiding my face with. You know that this isn't necessarily unusual for sharpshot companions. They're often hired, if they're hired in a non-military capacity, sharpshot companions are often used as town guards, stuff like that, just to supplement a already well-stocked force. They don't tend to make great frontline troops. They're skirmishers. Okay, well, that is, I guess, you know, something a bit... That's that's not... It could be worse. Mm. Well, I, I still avoid them. Still avoid them. It's weird they Like, I know it's not weird, weird that they're here, but it is a bit weird. There's so many of them. Like, a lot of Cantonese people are here. That's not where they're from. No. They, they don't live here either, so I don't... That's weird. That's weird, right? Yes. I just... <laughs> That's is, not, is, it, is it weird, Cass? It's not not weird. I put it in my little, you know, come back to this later file and I sort of carry on the way. we we got to get this guy sorted, but that's weird. You head into Golden Throne with Amala. Meanwhile, what are you doing in the dye works once you have all the guards tied up? One of the ones that isn't unconscious. Murder sanction. The guard nods slowly. Good to know. Got any, anything nice on you? Do you want to loot them? I want to loot the, is the Zemtarum guy awake? No. I want to loot him. Okay. Just him. I won't do it with the town guards. They're doing a job. So is he. Yeah, but he's a piece of shit. All right. <laughs> you find 36 gold pieces in a coin purse. That's more gold. Other than that, he has nothing worth taking. More gold I'll never find out about. I just have this little column where rather than add the gold up, I just write all the different pieces of gold I have. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of gold casts. Can you tell me, like, on your list what's on there? Uh, I've got 75. Yep. And then 60. Uh-huh. And then 95. Uh-huh. And then 36. Mm-hmm. And then 20. Ooh. And then 10. Uh. And I have one gold ingot. Ah. And then I have 140 silver. Ah. Yep. We're rich, but we're poor. <laughs> um, have any, has anyone else approached the dye works? Not that you are aware of. 
after you loot him. How long are you willing to wait here? Well, the plan was, was, was we're just going to wait for you to come back here? I guess so. Yeah, we'll just wait until they come back. After about, mm, I would say, half an hour of waiting, the doors open and two Zentarums standing at the doorway begin ushering everyone out of the dye works. The workday had already been completely disrupted when your little kerfuffle started, but a lot of people had still been milling about unsure of what to do. You notice that a a foreman had <laughs> a foreman was like coming out of his office, walking down, started yelling at people like, "Why aren't you working?" Yada yada stuff like that. And then, as he approached your little box, he took one look inside. His face went ghostly white, and he returned to his office and has not been seen again. Great. Uh, yep, yeah, those two Zentarum mercenaries are slowly emptying the the ground floor. We um, I look at Cooper and look at Fast and be like, "All right, boys, we're being ushered out. Let's go." You want to leave with everyone else? Yeah, we leave. We leave the guards up in that room. <laughs> I want to gag the two that are awake though, because I'm not an idiot. What are they going to do? What are you doing here? Where are the yeah, works? You get to leave. Yeah, cool. You just walk away. As you step outside, a host of about fifty Zentara mercenaries are here. Sanction murder. Do you ask that as you leave? Yeah. I'm an adventurer. There's money in this, right? The Zentara mercenary looks at you. You probably shouldn't have attracted attention to yourself. Ah, well. The Zentara mercenary looks at you and just nods. Good luck. We keep, we, uh, we just hang out in front of the dialogues. Flask of Wine says, perhaps we should not hang out at the front. When they find their friends... We should, uh, we should go to the Golden Throne. Yes. Yeah, I, let's... Think, I think this is the fact that they did not know that they were looking for us. Yeah, good. Let's. But when they find their friends, obviously. Yeah. Plus, yeah. sometimes when you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you, you, Flask of Wine, and Cooper Louie power walk your way towards Golden Throne. Oh, yeah, Throne. yeah. Looking very normal. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the people we've met give the best advice. They do. It's sometimes the... they don't, and it seems intentional. <laughs> This is why I don't know I'm who to trust, cute. Cass. <laughs> I always, anytime we get good advice, I always forget that it's Adam. And when it's bad advice, I also forget that it's Adam. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, we should do this. It's like, oh, yeah, good idea. And it's like, oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> Both of you get 300 experience points for getting Omala to the, to the church on time, to the <laughs> courthouse. Uh, you're less than 1,000 from the next level. Hey, hey, that's like three fights, I guess. You're 500 experience points from the next level. That's because hey. we had heaps of... Oh, also, Adam, I'd like to, as we're walking away, just do a little bit of a cheeky kill wounds on myself. Just the first level just one? Just the first level, yeah. So you recover six hit points. Hey. Putting three off full. That's pretty good. Which is not even full because I am permanently fucked. Yes. Is there a way to undo that? You need to see a very powerful cleric. Would there be someone in Port Nine Zara? Potentially. Mm-hmm. There are several temples around Port Nyanza. Well, we're going to a temple later. I might, uh, might ask somebody there. It's worth asking why you're there. Yeah. Play it cool, though. Don't want them to know I'm hurting. No. <laughs> oh, my God. They'll be able to tell immediately. It's like... You'll walk in like, oh. No, none of your fucking pity. <laughs> it's not pity, my child. Don't call me a child. I'm a man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Done this before. No one calls me my child again. Apologies, father. <sighs> Daddy. <laughs> the last bloke in a frock who called me my child got a broken jaw. We know that to be true. <laughs> it will take from some admin staff here at Golden Throne 
You find out it will take two hours for Quayothi to see you. Okay. Uh, do you have like a waiting room that we could maybe just sit in? They do. Oh. There's no seats though. That's not what someone tells you. There is a waiting room. It has no seats. Thank you. There are a couple of nice-ish plants and a table with several very out-of-date books and magazines. Standing here also is a very outrageous-looking person, a adventurer-looking type. His clothes are stained and a bit dirty, but nonetheless quite nice. He looks like someone who cares deeply about fashion. He has, kind of all around him, several big stacks of the same book again and again and again. He doesn't say anything when you enter, though. He's engrossed in reading. The same book? Yep. I, um, we sort of enter, it's silent for a couple of beats, and then, hi. The man peers over some half-moon spectacles at you. Hello? Hi, um, my name's Tiffany. What's your name? (laughs) Do you not know who I am? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm new here. My dear child, I am the great, the one and only, Volothramp Gedarm. Volo for short. He bows deeply, and as he reaches up, he, with lightning reflexes, grabs your hand, kisses it, and then stands up completely. The entire gesture is so quick that when it's done, you're not sure it ever happened. (laughs) It's so lovely to meet you, Volo. What do you do? I I am a world traveller, an expert in all things creepy, crawly, and monstrous. Wow, that's that's wonderful. Did you write these books? Yes, this is my book, Volo's Guide to Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Volo, Volo, Volo. Would you like a copy? Oh, yes, I, I really would. Do you have one to spare? Uh, not to spare, but to sell. Oh, um, how, how much? 25 gold, but I assure you it will Whoa, be... Whoa, that is an expensive book, Adam. It will be the best... Actually, it might be 50. Let me quickly check. What the fuck? You are so lucky I'm not there, Cass. <laughs> You'll just beat the shit out of him. Yes. I, I don't have that much gold. What? How much have you got? 19. Do you actually, get- oh, no, I wrote some extra down, but it's not my gold, it's our gold. I've got 400 silver pieces and 28 gold. It's 50 gold for a durable hardback edition. I assure you it will be the best money you ever spend. You will not regret it. So it's basically, is it a book, Adam, that teaches us about the different monsters that you would encounter in Chult? It teaches you about all sorts of monsters, more than just what one would encounter in Chult, but certainly creatures in Chult are included. They're new additions for this edition. Oh... I'm I'm so sorry. I I don't have fifty gold. Ah, well, that's unfortunate for you. I can see that you are the adventuring sort, and I, I assure can. you that you will be hard pressed to find a better guide. Quasha, humphs. <laughs> um, do I know? Is this the soulmonger's not a? Is the soulmonger likely to be in that book? No, the soulmonger is not a monster. Dang. Well, it's Rizna's Rizna-Zi a monster. Rasnazi might be in the book. Well, ooh, um, I'll, I'll see if I can, you know, crowdfund. But um, do you have any, do you have any things about Rasnazi? Oh no, no, no! I'm just selling my new book. 
If you want to see what's in the pages of it, he tantalizingly flicks through the book that he was reading. You'll have to pay. Oh, well, how much is it just to read a book? 50 gold. But then you get to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good, Adam. I'm so sorry, Volo. I I don't have enough. That's okay. Do you have a book that maybe is a bit tattered that you wouldn't be selling that you'd happy to sell for cheaper? No, unfortunately not. All of these are still hot off the presses. He taps the top of one of the piles of books. Or it could just be hot here. Hard to tell. Okay. Well, what are you doing here today? I'm here to speak to um, several of the merchant princes. I know them all quite well. Oh, really? Yes. Do you know much about Quayothi? Uh, yes. She deals in fruits, wines, ales, tedge, oil, perfume, and insect repellent. He He says that not as if he just, like, was recalling it, but almost as if he was reading that out of a book. <laughs> She's a, uh, a Chilton who came from nothing and is now a merchant prince. She also worships the god Korsuth, uh, a fire deity. She likes torturing people. That's at least the rumor. He says that as if it's not a rumor. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was wondering if you'd be able to help us see my friend here. He, he didn't. He committed a, a small crime and now she wants him dead. Is there anything that you think that would help us convince her not to kill him? I haven't a clue, unfortunately. I'm not seeing her until tomorrow as well. Uh, today I'll be seeing Jabal, Jessamine, and Wakanga. Oh, we know Wakanga. He's our mate. Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, I'm friends with Wakanga. Ah, uh, aren't we all? <laughs> it truly is wonderful, yes. Would you tell him I said hello? I certainly shall. Thank you. Maybe that was stupid, but... Pop. You, you arrive at about now. Pop, pop. Hello, this is Volo. Um, Volo's. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Well, this this is Volo. Um, Volo has written a monster guide about all the monsters in Cholt. Now, pleasure Chol- to meet you, Pop. A turtle, he says, as if that information would be impressive. No shit, Sherlock. Oh, a turtle's in your guide. I see you also like Sherlock dwarves. I love that <laughs> novel series. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Oh, my God. What do you do, Volo? I'm a writer, an adventurer, and a general scallywag. He laughs at his own joke. (laughs) What a fucking arsehole. Volo knows Wakanga and... Jabal. Jabal and... And Jezamine and Kawathi and... uh, I just know all of them. All the merchant princes. Right. He's not able to give us any hints on how best to talk to ours, but... She's a prickly person. Right. But he is selling a book. The book looks great. What's the book? It's Volo's Guide to Monsters. A best-selling book, I must say. It deals with all sorts of creepy crawlies and monstrous creatures. So you're a monster hunter? No. Good. I guess it's like a monster looker, right? Monster studier, I prefer. Tell me, how many of these things in this book have you faced down? None of them. Then how... (sighs) You want this book, don't you? I just think if we were going to... I mean, it might have been helpful in other times if we'd known more about what we were fighting, you know? Right. 
How much? 50 gold for a hardcover edition. I assure you, quite durable. So it's a bestseller? Yes. Why don't you have a pile of them next to you? Well, I'm planning on distributing them through the city. Uh, with the help, of course, of the merchant princes. Right. 50 gold for a book. I, I have... I have... I have... I have 19 plus 28 between us, and I have 400 silver pieces, which I know is worth about 40 gold. But I didn't want to spend that money because it's ours. You want the book, you can buy the book. Oh, jeez. Do you take silver? Uh, yes, I will, but I'll need 500 of them. What about I give you 400 silver pieces and 10 gold? All right. Thank you. He hands you the book. Is it pretty? Uh, the cover itself is boring, but there's pictures. The pictures. Oh, yeah, the pictures. <laughs> the pictures are nice. It looks like Volo sketched them himself, and he's a fine artist. You did this? Yes. I did everything, from cover to cop. This is really good, Volo. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I like to think so. I think I make a superior product. Okay, I start flicking through and trying to find every monster we've fought as a team. I try and find one about zombies. Uh, you can probably find most of the monsters that you fought. Is there any information in there that I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I'd known that. Well, I guess you found out about the, oh, here's Volo. Oh, oh, I want to headbutt him. <laughs> he looks different to how I imagined. Does this mean, though, that basically when we encounter monsters, we can check the book to help us work out how best you to don't, fight them? You don't get statistics that feature in this book, but any words in this book, you you now know. I'll and, read them out to you as they become. And so, if it's anything like you know, the troll can only be killed by fire. We would know that, for yep. example. Uh, let me try and find something that you fought in here. A grillion looks like an oversized four-armed ape with grey skin and white fur. Its fangs and claws set it apart from a normal ape, revealing it to be a monstrous predator. Forest hunters. Grillions are most common in temperate or warm forest environments, abundant with life. They share the ape's adaptness at climbing, although these half-ton creatures shy away from scaling trees that can't support their bulk. That seems so spot on. That's handy too. It means we can climb a tree that wouldn't be able to support a big boy like that. Uh, There's some information here on grungs, which you know are locals, but you haven't encountered them really yet. Go to the page about turtles. (laughs) Is there a page on turtles? Uh, No, there is not. He doesn't consider them a monster. Well, that's good. Where tigers? Where tigers are ferocious hunters and warriors with haughty and fastidious nature. Lithe and sleekly muscular in humanoid form, they are taller than average and meticulously groomed. Where tigers grow to enormous size in animal and hybrid form, but they fight in their more refined humanoid form when they can. They don't like to pass on their curse because every new where tiger means competition for territory and prey. Were-tigers live in jungles on the fringes of humanoid civilization, traveling to isolated settlements to trade or revel. They live and hunt alone or in small family groups. Oh, do you reckon he had a family? Maybe. Well, he did seem to be quite alone. He was so nice. Volu, we met one. He was lovely. I've met one myself. What was his name? I don't recall. Ah. Might have been something beginning with a T, maybe ending with a H. Thomas, but that doesn't end with a H. Can you make a Thomas end with a H? What was the one we met? I'm thought, wasn't it? Thought. <laughs> it wasn't thought. It wasn't thought. <laughs> wasn't it a were tiger called thought? Uh, Thorot the were tiger. I was fucking close. <laughs> Thorot, Volo. No, it wasn't that. 
Oh, okay. No, it wasn't here as well. Oh. Some far-off distant land a long time ago. It's from the original edition, he says. He taps like a little symbol up the top. Anything with that symbol came from an original edition. Anything with this symbol is a new edition in this edition. There are so many new editions. Well done. You should both say edition one more time. Edition. 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 I take my hat back. Uh, pygmies are fungus <gasps> creatures that live in simple tribal units, hunting for sustenance and spreading the spores from which they reproduce. Primitive plants. pygmies, also called mold folk or moldies, inhabit dark areas that are warm and wet, so they are most commonly found underground or in dense forests where little sunlight penetrates. A vegepygmy instinctively feels kinship with other plants and fungus creatures, and thus vegepygmy tribes coexist well with creatures such as mycondids, shriekers, and violet fungi. Although they prefer to eat fresh meat, bone, and blood, <laughs> vegepygmies can absorb nutrients from soil and many other sorts of organic matter, meaning that they rarely go hungry. A vegepygmy can hiss and make other noises by forcing air through its mouth, but it can't speak in a conventional sense. Among themselves, should I should I speak when I'm speaking from Volo's guide like this to give you the right voice in your head? Among themselves, <laughs> vegepygmies communicate by hissing, gestures, and rhythmic tapping on their body. Vegepygmies build and craft little any gear they have is acquired from other creatures or built by copying simple construction that they have witnessed. Mold begets mold. Vegepygmies originate from the remains left behind when a humanoid or giant is killed by russet mold. One or more vegepygmies emerge from the corpse a day later. If a beast such as a dog or a bear dies from russet mold, the result is a bestial moldy called a thorny. Result instead of a humanoid-shaped vegepygmy. Thornies are less intelligent than vegepygmies, but have a greater size and ferocity, as well as a thorn-covered body. As vegepygmy ages, it grows tougher and develops spore clusters on its body. Spore-bearing vegepygmies are deferred to by other vegepygmies, so outsiders refer to such vegepygmies as chiefs. A chief can expel its spores in a burst, infecting nearby creatures. You now know that Koopa Louie is such a chief. Okay. You're a chief. If a creature dies while infected, its corpse produces a vegepygmy the same way a russet mold does. You now know if Koopa Louie kills someone with his spore attack, he makes more vegepygmies. I just look at Koopa Louie for, like, a sign that this is accurate. Koopa Louie makes no obvious motion that he knows what's happening. I no. ask. Is that true, Koopa Louie? He shrugs. <laughs> Can you not understand this... what's being said? He nods. It... <laughs> it's just offensive. He shakes his head. Okay. No one knows for sure where russet mold came from. One historical account tells of adventurers in a forbidding mountain range, discovering russet mold and vegepygmies in a particular metal dungeon full of strange life. Another story says that explorers found russet mold in a crater left by a falling star, with vegepygmies infesting the dense jungle nearby. Cool. I've learned a lot. You can learn about russet mold, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. 
We've learned a lot about our friends. I'll leave you guys to read the book in your own time. Yeah, thanks. Sounds good. Bolo. Has it been two hours? Uh, it feels like, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> eventually, Volo is summoned away. Oh, thank fucking God. And then eventually, Quayothi deigns to see you. In we go. In we pop. Quayothi sits on a, a podium surrounded by hangers-on and guards. You are not allowed too close to her. There are what look like survivors or champions of gladiatorial fights, which you do know happen in Port Nyanzaru, right near her, presumably as her most well-paid, best-drilled, best-trained, and most loyal guard. Also, just behind her, you see two creatures... Oh, we would know all about them now that we bought that book. Yeah. Succubus and Incubus. One of each. Wow. So Succubus, I'm assuming, is the female, female one. version. And Incubus is a male version. It's a band. What? What's um, one of their songs? What's an Incubus song? I could not fucking tell you. I know I know them. You, but... know, what I, you know what I nearly went into? I nearly was like, oh, no, it's this. And I nearly sang a taxi ride song. Oh. Oh, God. Right? Good band. I'm not a perfect person. Thank you for your song, right? There's many things I wish <laughs> I didn't do. And <laughs> I continue <laughs> learning. Oh, my God. It took me a sec. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what's that one? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think they do the song Follow from Halo 2. Follow. Follow. If you played Halo 2. And you loved the banshee scene when you're chasing um, the... Anyway. All right. So (laughs) there's one of each behind her. Right. Amala prostrates himself before Quayothi and begs for his life. Quayothi says nothing immediately and then a moment hangs in silence. And Amala looks up a little and looks around. Quayothi still looks down at him expectantly. I'm assuming you guys can interrupt if you want, oh, but no, I'm no, assuming no. you don't unless you say otherwise. No, no, no. No, no, no Adam. No. I No, I'm not that dumb. After like a, a, a long hanging minute, Omala resumes his groveling. He slowly crawls forward until he's at Quayothi's feet and he begins kissing her feet. She looks down at him with a sneer and with no sign of compassion. Maybe just leave this one for a little bit longer. Mm. Maybe just leave this for a sec. Eventually, she holds up a hand. When she holds up a hand, the groom goes very still, but Omala, kissing her feet, does not see. And so when he does not stop talking and start being still, she gestures and one of the gladiators picks him up and throws him bodily. He hits the ground and you hear a crunching sound. Clearly he was hurt in that, but not fatally or anything like that. He kind of resumes a kneeling position, but when he does so, you notice he's clutching his side. That's not good. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you love stories? Ones that challenge your mind and put you into the figurative shoes of someone with a radically different perspective on life to you? A Boxer is a uniquely different graphic novel about a man struggling his way through the hyper-masculine while dealing with his sexuality. With Dente Award winner Amanda Miranda, Eisner Award winner Hassan Ostman Elhow, and a whole suite of veterans in the field, this book is now available for you to support on Kickstarter. Back the team guaranteed to tell you a story you want to read. Just head on down to kickstarter.com and search for A Boxer. Again, I'm just gonna hold back. What's happening? What is? What is? Does she? Uh, what's? Oh, she- what's her like thought that we? This guy's here, but there are like seven. Like he's got an art, like a like a bodyguard team. She doesn't seem to pay any attention to you, Andy. What's she doing now? She says, "I will forgive you, maybe, huh? Maybe I will take this uh, hit out on you, or remove the hit out on you." In exchange, I need you to kill someone for me, huh? Amala looks up at her with panic in his face, and he balks. He tries to say anything, but he just stutters through. I need you to kill someone for me in ten days. No questions asked. If you can do this, I will let you live. I really want to say something. But I'm not going to. Their name is Shago, and they work at Fort Belurian. You will find them there. You have ten days. She leans back, and the doors behind you open. I start filing out. Umala gets up, clutching his arm, which you can see is his forearm is bent at an odd oh, angle. bad. And he walks out with you. Back out in the hallway, he collapses. We- well, then... Do you want a hand? A, a hand with what? Your broken arm. Yes, please. Thank you. He proffers the arm to you. And maybe killing that person? Wait, what? I kill wounds him and then I look at you. Well, if we fix the soul longer, which we need the bow for, they'll come back. It don't matter. <sighs> How far is Fort Anyway. Fort Belurian. If you were to sail there, it would not take very long. We have a boat. The irony. Mm. (sighs) 
to walk there yet. is also not that long, but it is a, it's a lot shorter if you just uh-huh. sail. We're going to go back to the Harbour Master and say that we've helped him not get murdered, but in to do so we have to do another job and we need the boat now. He might agree to that. And if he doesn't, I'll punch him. Let's, oh, please don't. Let's give it a go, though. How much do you pay for that fruit? Five silver. How much does it cost if it wasn't on the black market? If it was not on the black market, I would pay ten gold for such a fruit. Uh, could have just given her ten gold and maybe she'd fuck off, but I don't think that would have worked. No. That's what I wanted to offer, but I don't. I learnt. I'm learning. You are learning. Don't yell at powerful people. <laughs> All right, then. So I guess we're going to Fort Bellurian, I know. Bellurian. Let's go. We've got ten days to get there. Before we do that, I reckon we should go to the Diviner's house and see if we can get a map. That might not be a bad idea. Cool, let's head to the... Do we know who he has to kill? Oh, Shogo. Uh, Shago. Shago. Do we know anything about Shago? You need to recall information. No, you don't know anything about Shago. You've never heard of them before. Neither of you, Tiffany. <coughs> Wait. Has anyone in our party heard of them? We have a lot of people, Adam. Artisember would not know. Remember, uh, sorry, Flask of Wine knows. Who's Shago? Shago is a uh, a guide. Oh, wait, could we have hired him earlier? He's one of the guides that you could have hired instead of me, yes, I suppose. If he had have been in our party, would the role to kill him still have been the same? Yeah, they still would have wanted Shago dead. That would have been so much easier, because he probably would have died on the quest. <laughs> uh, Shago is uh, the only son of Zathani, another one of the merchant princes. Well, why would... Are you fucking kidding me? Are we about to get drained to a fucking civil war? Oh, God. He works out of Fort Belurian, and although he presents himself as an independent operator, I have heard that he is in league with the Flaming Fist, another mercenary group. The mercenary group, the Flaming Fists, also tend to work with Jabal. So. This just became needlessly complicated. You know, I almost prefer when we were standing in mud fighting waves and waves of undead. Well, you know, if we had some sort of way to make poison... If I could... Complicate things a little bit more. I have met Shago one time. Shago seems like a nice person. Does it look like I care if someone seems like a nice person? All right, person? all right, all right. I just thought you would want to know. And he's broken inside. Why did you say that? Why should you want him dead? If I had to guess, I would say that it is part of her old feud. The merchant princes, they do not necessarily all get along. And Kawathi... She she has a long-standing mortal... En- or she considers Zathani her long-standing mortal enemy. So to kill her son, I guess, would be a good way to continue this fight. Right. Her son, who deals with the Flaming Fist, the Flaming Fists, who deal with, frankly, all of the merchant princes, but they work a lot with Jabal, and a, a fine, a nice enough person to boot. Seahorns, this is why... People, terrible. Uh, again, if you'd kept your flask, we could have filled it with poison, given some poison to a new friend, sent them off with the poison. They could have dealt with this themselves. I reach into my diplomat's backpack, Adam, because in my diplomat's backpack, I have a vial of poison. Oh, as every diplomat should. Can we just do that? Can we just give him the poison? Good luck, buddy. You can if you want. So 
<laughs> is that what you were planning to do? Just give him the poison and send him on his way? Yes, but it's more important that we go and check with the uh, Harbour Master. Harbour Master. Get the boat first. Yes. You're a bit calculating, Horns. I underestimated you. So what's the plan? We're going to go to the Harbour Master. Yep. You're going to the Harbour Master. That's not the plan. That's what you're doing next. What's the plan when you get there? going to go to the Harbour Master, say this is what we've done so far. We have a special kind of poison that will make people die. We are happy to send. <laughs> this is the kind of poison that only diplomats have access to. We are happy to bequeath this poison to our new friend. We've, 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 we've helped him. We have we got him pardoned. We we got him there. The pardon is that he just needs to kill someone else. Can we please have the boat now? You go to Zindar. Zindar is once again busy in the middle of something, in the middle of a great deal of things. As you approach him, people part. You stand before him. Do you bring Amala with you? Yeah. Amala looks bedraggled and awful. We fixed his broken arm. Yeah, he just he's he's upset with his situation. He seems depressed or something, you know, as someone might be in such a situation. Cure wounds didn't fix that. No. Oh, what, what, about, what, what, about, what about what about uh, what about less restoration? Nah, it doesn't put a smile on your oh, oh, mouth. What about smiles. smile yeah. attack? Uh, don't you have a wand of smiles? Does somebody have the wand of smiles? No, they no they don't. No oh, one here has the wand of smiles. Because I, I was just taunting you then. Wait, did I remember that? Did you lose that? No, it's just I've been told about it. Every day for my entire life, it seems, and no one's given me a wand of smiles. <laughs> In none of my adventures have I ever come across a wand of smiles. And if we did find one, I'd send it to a museum. God, you'd rob every smile from my life. You're welcome. Yes. Who do that? Any post for Pop Mandarin? He checks. No. Good. Harbour uh, Master. Yes. We have, here's Amala. Amala is, as you can see, very well um, and alive. So we took Amala to uh, the, the, the princes, um, and she said that, well, he could be free as long as he was able to kill somebody else. So what we've done is guided him safe passage, so he was able to have that meeting and it had a favourable outcome, he wasn't killed. We're going to provide him with a special diplomat's poison. I'm also going to provide him with uh, a ladybug luck stone to ensure his safety on this journey. But after this has happened, it'll all be fine. But we have served our part of the bargain. So are we please able to have our boat? I should have practiced that. I got nervous. <laughs> Zindar looks you up and down and frowns. I don't think you've properly seen this job through, have you? Would you be satisfied with your work? I'm always satisfied with my work, mate. We, got, we guided him. Safe. Passage and made sure she she didn't kill him. We're providing all the tools he needs to take control of his future. Well, you know what? I've found a ship that can take you anywhere for a price, obviously. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm. You found us a ship we're going to have to pay for when I thought the paying for the ship was helping out your dying friend. Well, I'm, I feel quite happy with this arrangement, don't you? Oh, I see what he's doing. We're going to have to kill this guy. I thought you meant Zindal. <laughs> yeah, me <so> too. <laughs> I go to take my hammer out? No! Who do you need to kill? Shago! Zindar's face darkens. This is not a good situation. Right. Oh, he can understand Infernal? I understand all languages. It helps as a harbour master. That wasn't, that wasn't in character. Oh, no, he can read my mind. 
It's not. Actually, I think he can mm. do that as well. Oh my god, that's so bad. Yeah, he can. Yes, I understand that too. Good. <laughs> I also know what your amulet means. I am very aware of the goings on of this city and the surrounding area. Do you know how I lost my eye? No, I don't know that. Well, there you go. Don't know everything, do you, Arbor Master? He never said that. <laughs> Why is it? So you agree it's very bad that Shargo should die? Yes. How do we fix this? Whose life is more valuable, Shargo's or Amala's? They've given us a 50-50. I think you've taken on a job and you should see through to its conclusion. You're happy Ultimately, for- neither of these options that you have presented, been presented, are acceptable. Do you know what I do when I'm faced with two options I don't like? Leave. I make a third option. I think you should make yourselves a third option. We should kill Kawathi. Yes, right? (laughs) (sighs) Look, I don't want to discourage that because that's also not a bad option, but it's a dangerous option and it's dangerous to even talk about such a thing. I'm not going to lie that Kawathi is a good influence in this town. But to kill a merchant prince is not a small matter. Get the hell out of here. He changes <laughs> to all the hangers-ons and they, they scurry away. The job you presented us with is not the job that we have now. Mm. Everything has changed very much from the job that you said that we would have to do to get a boat. No, actually it is the same job. You're still saving someone's life. I fucking hate people. I stomp off. <laughs> you turn around and leave? No, I just, I'm just away a little bit, being grumpy. Do you have no other water. options? Can How you think of nothing? Boat? How much is the boat? How much is the boat? Hang Zindar on, looks on. disappointed at you. <laughs> the brazen Pegasus, for 10 gold a day, they'll take you anywhere. And the captain knows this place or the seas around here like the back of her hand. 10 gold a day, fucking hell. It's expensive, but they're good sailors and they know how to avoid the various pitfalls that other sailors might not. Well, how do you like that for a third option? I don't mind that third option, but it's money that we don't have necessarily, and we still have to pay Flask. Oh, wait, no, we don't. We agreed. We're done. Yep, sorry. (laughs) Well, we still need to go to the Diviners and find out where the thing is, and we still need to get a map to find out where the thing is, but if we have a captain, we might not need a map. We might still need a map that moves. Oh, yeah. Zindar gestures for you to walk into his office, into the harbour master's office. We'll have more privacy in here and you can discuss plans a little better. So, what are your resources? Who do you have at your disposal? You two, obviously. Your companions here. Um, Is there anyone else in the city who's willing to help you? We've got Wakanga. Wakanga? One of the merchant princes? Lady Ware. Lady Ware? I might be able to swing some of the Cantonese people. You have sway among the Cantonese? What? How the fuck do you have sway among the Cantonese? Well, my... You know, I've mentioned my dad to you before, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of yeah. an asshole now missing. What about him? Well, he, he was a lord. Your nobility? Yeah. Fucking hell. So you're telling me at any point during this juncture we could have had at our disposal whatever your title gives you? Oh, they don't, they don't really like me. But they tolerate you oh, because of your name. Of course. I mean, they have to. My fucking God. Well, there you go. Can't pick him, can you? Family, no. I mean, my dad picked me, but 
Oh, I, you can't pick your family. I hear that. Jesus, yeah. So you know the Cantonese? Yeah. Well, they they come me. from a land quite far away, I'm given to understand. I don't know why they're all here. I have no idea why they're all here. It's Some so of them strange. are diplomats and dignitaries who have been invited by the different merchant princes. More diplomat poison. Hey. hey. Some are here on their own separate business. I can't divulge many of the different reasons, but the path between Candor and here at Port Nianzaro has only just been discovered, so it's uh, recently become quite popular. Discovered? Yes. Huh. We didn't know we had lands to the north, and they didn't know they had lands to the south. Ta-da. That'll be useful for maybe when I want to go home. Right. So we have options amongst the city. We can use Lady Ware and your power of influence to get assistance in whatever we need it. Yes. Or boat. Perhaps Amala could be taken away from here. Far away. Candor. Do you have that sort of influence? Well, there's only one way to find out. Amala, would you mind moving? Amala, looking shell-shocked, sitting in the seat opposite, on the other side of the desk from Zinda, nods slowly. I guess I would have to, huh? Amala's like a human, yeah? Yeah. You'll be fine there. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Amala, do you have any family you want to bring with you? Yes, I should summon them. Zindar snaps his fingers and says, it is being done. Okay. Do you know what I'd love is if he snapped his fingers and the family just appears. <laughs> Bang, there they are. Bang, there's a boat. Bang, see you later. When you're ready, um, Amalo or your family's here, um, I guess gather your things. I'll, I'll lead you straight to the Cantonese. I'll see what I can do. I reckon Amala should stay here with the harbour master. That probably was. Yes, no, you're right. Probably, yes. There was a lot of people looking for him. And Sorry. now by extension, probably us, but oh well, we'll be right. The door to the Harbour Master's office opens and a very haughty-looking man steps inside. As the door closes behind him, you can see that he's wearing the outfit of a Cantonese noble, but a Cantonese noble wears dresses for colder climates. This person, from this amount of sweat running down his face and how red his cheeks are, he quite obviously refuses to take layers off, no matter how hot he is, presumably because of his incredibly haughty nature. This pleases me no end to see how sweaty and awful he looks. This is wonderful. I was very, I was going to leave, take, buy that boat and just fuck off, but it was expensive. It was an expensive boat, but again, just kill the captain. I mean, that's what I was thinking. If we fix the soul monger, everyone will come back. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's not how, but they can. The fact that your logic in murder for the rest of the remainder of this campaign is that is chilling, and I like it. You, Tiffany, know this man as Lord Wilmont. He is uh, among the upper echelons of Cantonese polite society. He is publicly the face of the Cantonese Navy. Ah, Lord Wilmont. I have been summoned. Hello, um. Tiffany, correct? Yes, yes, Tiffany Grace. It's it's been a very long time. He looks over at the harbor master. The harbor master gestures, and another seat while you guys were looking away had just appeared. <laughs> oh, the harbor master summoned you. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. Um, take a seat, I guess. He sits down. I was wondering if I could please call in a favor. Mm. I was wondering if you could please assist my friend Amar and his family back to Candor. 
they can take residence in my my old room in the castle. Lord Wilmont gives you a look that you've only met Lord Wilmont once before at like a formal event, a dance, mm. and he's giving you the same look now that he gave you then, like you were something unpleasant that he stepped in. We got a problem, big fella. He looks over at you and gives you a similarly withering glare. No. That's good. That's very good to hear. I wouldn't want to give you any problems, say, breathing, eating, cutting your food up. Are you aware of the crime to threaten a noble? Wasn't threatening anybody. We're just stating facts. Please ignore my other friend. (laughs) What's his name? Pop. Mandarin. Pleasure to meet you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He refuses to shake or touch anyone's hand. I didn't put my hand out. Good. (laughs) Zindar raps on the table. So... If then it is in agreement, Omala and his family will be transported to Candor under your care, and you will look after them. Lord Wilmont nods slowly. Yes. I turn to Omala. I do intend to come home within the next year. I trust that when you get to Candor, stay in, stay at my house for as long as you like. Stay in the castle, but do again. Pl- I just mouth castle. Would you not add him to your staff? Must I be contacted at all? Who says that? You're not aware that you inherited the castle, but from Lord Wilmont's language, you think maybe you have inherited a castle. What? What's happening? I don't understand any of this shit. Amala, would you be happy to work, you and and your family, if if you would like, to work in my castle? Amala seems unsure of the situation, but nods slowly. Wonderful. Well, please, uh, Lord Wilmot, if you can escort Amala and his family to their new house. If you find that castle work does not suit you, you are more than welcome to go seek other work in Candor. Or work in the fields around your castle. Oh, my fucking God. Is this the Princess Diaries? You are welcome to seek work anywhere in Candor. You do not have to stay, but know that you, there will always be a job there if you need it. Would you like to draft a letter for your people? I will not go. I have business here, but I will arrange for him to be sent back with his family. Brilliant. Um, I'll write up a letter that pretty much says that. Amala, at list, what was his family's name? Amala, uh, he doesn't have a surname. No, the members of his family. Oh, he has a wife and two daughters. Do I? Must I? (laughs) Must we? All right. His name is Omala. O-M-A-L-A. His wife's name is Hip. His daughter's, one of his daughter's name is Knee. And the other one is Ankle. Oh, my God. Okay. Are you happy? Look, not as happy as Hip, Knee, and Ankle, to be honest. (laughs) He doesn't have a surname. But he comes from the leg district of the city. <laughs> Shut up. Amala no, I, leg. I did that. I did that. That was my fault. I'm sorry for pushing you. When he leaves, he will be Amala of leg. <laughs> his wife will be hip of leg. His daughters will be knee and ankle of leg. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I write a letter for Amala hip, knee and ankle of leg um, to work in the castle, but they're also welcome to leave the castle if it does not suit them. Question for you, big fella. Who are you talking to? Lord Wilmot, if he's yeah. still there. 
He's maybe on his way out. Tiffany gave him a letter, and he put on a glove to handle the letter. Oh, I want to punch him so bad. Oh, I'm so used to this. It feels like I'm home. I've got that like <laughs> good. I've got the good home panic going. If I was to make a uh, a chart, Wilmot, mm. you know, putting people in where they fit on that chart, where are you in relation to uh, old Lady Grace? I guess. Well. I would suppose that I and her would be of near equal station, but not near equal rank or financial situation. Lord Wilmot is definitely, no matter what, he was richer than your dad, so he's richer than you. <laughs> so, not fair. But like you're, you'd say you're equals in some respects. <sighs> suppose, yes. Say it. I suppose we are equals in some stations, but not ranks. That's all right. Have a good day. And he gives you a <laughs> he gives you that withering gaze one more time, and then leaves. I blow him a kiss. Is he? Did Amala and his family go? Yeah, yeah. It's all okay, going to be arranged. <sighs> well, well, you own a castle. I didn't know that. Are you a lady? Should I change the way I dress you? Oh God, that would be weird. I wasn't going to. No, oh, I didn't <sighs> think you would. Um. I didn't know that. How do you not know you inherited a castle? Well, I haven't been home since Dad. I guess everyone, I mean, kind of, in a way, is dead. I, I'm trying to bring him back. I, but people, I mean. Zindar says, would you like to write a letter home? To who? <laughs> you could just write it home. Whoever responds. Surely you have like a butler or something. None that, none that liked me. Yeah, but they're. Obligated by role to reply, like old fatso out there. But why? I've got no reason to. Tell them you're alive and you've got people, you've told them people are coming, but I guess if you wanted to find out what you've inherited, might be handy. I don't really care as long as I get dad back. I suppose I will write a letter home to let them know that I shall be there within the year. Do you have the ability to ask the uh, Cantonese Navy for a boat for nothing? You have no idea what you're allowed to ask. I mean, I've never been a lady before. I could ask, but I'm, I'm not a princess, I'm not a queen. You might as well give it a crack. I mean, we're getting a well, we're getting a boat from you anyway, aren't we? Yes, I'll arrange that. Well, then we don't need one. Great. Thank you very much. You push the limits of what you can get, though, because that's always fun. I've never. I just don't. There's. It's not what I want. Okay. All right. None of anyone who's ever been able to give me anything has given me love, and that's all I've. There's no point. I've opened a trap door that I did not want to open and I would like to go back outside. What adventures and treasure await our heroes on their future voyage? Find out next time on Once Upon a Time in Zombie-Plagued Chalt. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sans Pants Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery. <laughs>